Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Disintegrated Man podcast. This week, I want to dive into this idea of emotions and what the heck we freaking do with these things because they can get out of hand fast and they can uh, take over a situation or uh, undermine any sort of result we have, which as a guy is super frustrating because all of us in some way, shape or form are very results oriented. Growing up playing soccer, I heard all the time, uh, it doesn't matter how the ball gets in the net, uh, all that matters is the scoreboard at the end. And so there's this results mentality that I was just taught over and over again. And I heard this from other athletes, from other students, uh, from many people. It is just how the heck do you get the results you're looking for? And so when problems arise, guys will tend to simplify a problem in order to have the result they're looking for. So they'll jump ahead a little bit. Maybe they skip a few steps in there. And the steps that they sometimes skip when they simplify, uh, the steps are the emotions. It's what the heck is going on inside of you? What the heck is, is going on inside of this other person? If it's some form of conflict or engagement with somebody, what the heck is in the environment that um, has caused this situation to repeat itself? Uh, there's this whole sort of internal thing going on where we're getting feedback about our world around us. We're getting information from our raised heart rate, from our sweat, from uh, our, our slight blurriness in the eyes, uh, whatever it ends up being for you. We're getting feedback all the time about whatever these problems are and about how to engage with these problems. And in order to be productive and effective, uh, we can simplify a problem down and just strip away some of this information and go, what's the most important information? Oh, you're hungry. Let's get food. Oh, you're mad. How do I fix that specific issue? Do I, do I need to go get a present? Do I need to plan a date night? Do I need to blank, 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 whatever it is. Maybe the problem is, yeah, it's, I can't wake up in the morning. And so, okay, what's the solution? I set 15 alarms. Why do you need 15 alarms? You know, whatever it is, we, we simplify the thing. And we can ignore the emotional feedback that we are receiving. But that emotional feedback is so absolutely vital because it allows us to solve problems in the long term. Because yes, your solution in the immediate can be incredibly effective. And it more than likely is you wouldn't keep doing it if it didn't at least get you something that you wanted. And if you're pursuing something and you're solving a problem, yes, we need to put out the fires that are right in front of us sometimes. And... We probably need to go uh, figure out what is starting fires in order to eliminate that process on the whole. Uh, and so this, this is a process that we deal with in my upriver, downriver program uh, that, that basically explores what the heck is happening that's creating all of this stuff that we keep having to solve. We keep having to shovel water out of this boat where these holes keep coming from. And so the emotional information that's coming in is absolutely vital feedback. I mean, it's so, so good because you are reacting not only with your nervous system, with your uh, baggage and your story, but if you're in a complicated problem with another person, you're actually also reacting to their reactions and you're feeding off of each other in this super weird back and forth. And the whole time there's information being communicated that we can strip away and just ignore because we're trying to simplify a problem down. And when we continuously simplify problems down, we begin to slip into what I call these solution patterns. It's 
A plus B equals C. I mean, it's exactly what it is. It's okay. There's a singular problem. It's sort of like all these other problems that I've seen before. So I will use a pretty simple solution that typically gets me what I want. Well, the downside to this kind of thinking is the ways that it creates and reinforces coping habits that are unhelpful because when the information coming into your mind and into your body, the emotions that are coming in are communicating to you danger when they're communicating to you safety, when they're communicating to you love, affection, attention, whatever it is, and you are uh, not receiving this information, you are in fact missing the nuance of a problem and allowing it to just be solved for today and worse tomorrow. And so uh, we tend to simplify in order to survive, but we have to begin to understand if we want to thrive. I mean, that's the only way forward in the long term or else we're going to find ourselves in these cycles of problem solving solutions, same conversations, same problems, nothing's different. And after five, seven, eight, 20 years, that is so exhausting and it actually shapes the way you imagine life can be, which can lock you in if you're not careful. And so we want to make sure that we're at least listening to these different kinds of emotions. And so for guys, when they're in the midst of a nuanced, complicated problem uh, and these emotions start kicking up, these emotions start kicking up and they start communicating to us information that we need to at least be aware of or sensitive to, there's typically three kinds of responses to these emotions. Okay, so we have the, the one, the person who's going to tend to satisfy the emotion. So um, if you're feeling fear, you run or you fight, right? If you're feeling uh, unsafe, you might isolate, you might shut down. If you're, um, I don't know, feeling really attracted to somebody, you might really struggle with your impulse control in that moment. Uh, you might go uh, step into some form of risky behavior, whatever it is, you, you feel a need and the simplified process that you've created is you feel some sort of some emotion and then you immediately seek to try and satisfy it because for you, it's just simple. There's a problem. Here's a solution. Let's get it going. Don't worry about it. Let's keep moving on. It just matters what's on the scoreboard. For some of you who are raised in communities that have uh, high structure, um, if you are in any sort of religious communities, this tends to also be a problem is this other kind of coping strategy or uh, responding, responding strategy, it's just denial, just flat out denial. Uh, it's when you have a feeling and you're just like, nope, uh, -uh that's not real. That's not me. Uh, and the problem here is that you are literally just dumping important information and as a consequence, your body is actually just going to amplify the messaging louder because what do you do when people don't hear you? A lot of people just start to talk louder and, and your body is no different. That's where you learned it from is as soon as you start to deny the feeling and the emotion that's coming up. Yeah, sure. Maybe the denial gets you through the 20 to 30 minute meeting. But the problem is, is if it's never returned to and you never take that feedback and react to it and understand it and, and, and engage with it, oh my gosh, the volume's going to go up to 11. And then the next time you're in that meeting and, and, and Sarah says that one comment, whatever, you, oh my gosh, you're going to lose it again. And even if you don't lose it, now you're having to fight even harder to deny the emotion itself because it's just been turned up so loud. And you have to do this over and over again. And that is, I mean, that's just exhausting. Again, it's this, but, but it's the simplify. How do we keep the peace? How do we 
step out of the nuance and just go, nope, this, nope, uh uh-uh, I don't need it. That's not needing my attention right now. The other way that people tend to uh, respond to these emotions is a sort of accommodating thing. It's, this is super interesting. It's sort of like a drip feed is sort of the best way to think about it. Like someone, you get an IV. And so, um, there are guys that I've worked with who, uh, really struggled with their impulse control around women and, and their sexuality. And, and, and one of the things that they would do is, uh, they would drip feed. And so they would have slightly flirty conversations, but they would never like do anything. And they would, uh, Maybe they would go vent or talk about women in a, in, a, in a ridiculous way. And as a consequence, like they would sort of be like, I'm just going to like feed this emotion slightly in order to placate it, to accommodate it, to pacify it. But a problem is you're not actually changing the emotion. You're not actually addressing the core issue. You're not actually getting into what's happening. And so while you may have, again, this simplified answer that will solve this problem in the immediate Uh, What you're actually continuing to do is now you have a whole new set of problems that need to be solved. And so you get a whole new set of solution patterns that are meant to solve the problems your solutions are creating. And you can just see how, how four, three, what, three, four, five degrees removed from this initial thing. Suddenly now you've got this, this, this whole second life, this whole internal world that is just, it's an ecosystem of, of problem creation and problem solving. And so then when uh, your family demands or needs or requires time and attention from you, you are, are, are spent. You're just gone. There's no more. There's nothing left to give. So you show up on your phone <laughs> or you, you, you can't play games with your kids or you can't laugh with them or you don't really care about their questions or you just give them clear answers, direct clear answers. You're not engaging in their curiosity. When you're at work and somebody has to invite you into a project, you, you can't show up well. Because you are spending all day just managing this entire web of problem solving problems. You know, it's, it's, I mean, honestly, it's madness. But this cycle is so hard to identify when we're locked into this simplifying thing. Like I said, you know, we simplify to survive, but we have to understand if we want to thrive. And so this emotional intelligence, this is responding to the feedback we're getting and engaging with our feelings effectively is just going to revolutionize the amount of, of energy that you have. It's going to revolutionize the way you sleep. It's going to, it's going to change the way you eat. It's going to change the way you do relationships. It's going to change your work. Everything will be impacted by this because suddenly you are not having a wrestling match with this, this bear that's living that that is living inside you and and every day you're having to fight it down and and man you know i i just i this is part of why i do my work because this this animal that gets created is so overbearing that i mean just some of the most incredible people in the world just just crumble under the weight of it i mean it's not even that their life falls apart they just can't keep the battle up against themselves anymore and so this idea of becoming integrated no longer being disintegrated of being integrated you see a disintegrating practice is an oversimplification of a problem and keeping it downriver keeping it just in front of you not being sensitive to the fact that there might be something going on upriver that's poisoning the water that's coming down to you now and so we have to do some level of exploration around this stuff. And, and so one of the simplest ways to begin this thing 
is to, to build a couple habits in when you're facing these sorts of problems. And so I want to share those with you because the first, the first one, I mean, honestly, I didn't even know this was allowed in life. Uh, but now that I know it's frankly my go-to every single time. I mean, sometimes, uh, I'll have an argument in, in my marriage with my wife about, you know, name anything. Right. And I will use this strategy and our fight will last six hours, but it will be the last time we have that fight. And uh, so the strategy is honestly take a break, name it. Don't walk away. Don't don't silently vanish and don't don't isolate. But just go, hey, I'm feeling really worked up. I need I need to I need to rewind. I need to take a step back so that I can at least catch myself, because when you're nervous system kicks on in a conflict or in an argument or a conversation and you start having to wrestle with is it fight or flight do i solve this problem or not and you're trying to navigate all it if you're not used to it 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 kicks on that adrenaline and when the adrenaline dump hits trust me you have 30 minutes you need 30 minutes to calm down like your body needs to process through the the hormones that have just been released into your body because if you want to show up as your best self near panicky self is not the answer it just isn't. So this taking a break thing was, was and is revolutionary to my marriage and to my relationship with friends and to the work I get to do because I'm no longer having to engage in problems while it feels like my head is exploding and screaming. Uh, and so I can take a step back, get a breather, and then re-engage when it's appropriate. So just know you can take a little break. And I honestly say 30 minutes, go do anything else and do it trusting that the other person is thinking the best of you because you don't want your anxiety and fear to redump adrenaline. You don't want to just keep that adrenaline cycle going. Uh, so taking a break. Uh, another one that's been huge for me, some people think this is weird. I talk to myself a lot um, because in order to get a, a, an internal narrative inside your mind, there has to be some form of external narrative. So for a lot of guys and a lot of people, they have this internal narrative that was created for them by a pastor, a teacher, a friend, a coach, a mom, dad, whoever, whatever important person in your life uh, gave you this internal narrative. Well, it worked for a bit and it's not working anymore. I mean, there's a reason that you're exploring any of this stuff. It's the same reason I was. Something wasn't functioning anymore. And so rewiring the internal narrative. So instead of being like, ah, you idiot, what are you doing? Or instead of being like, man, you know, that person's probably talking crap about you behind your back. Uh, Instead of being like, you can't do this. I will sometimes, it's less often now because it's becoming internal, but I've done it enough to get there. Uh, You'll say out loud, shut up. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's just not true. And I refuse to play. I'm out. That's a lie. And then name the truth. Name the thing on the other side. And and you might think this sounds crazy. But your brain is one of the most complicated and beautifully designed things on planet Earth. And at the same time, uh, your lizard brain can kick in, hijack, and be dumb. And so we give reactions and responses and we process things through this lizard brain, this ancient version of this ancient survival mechanism so that we start to retell ourselves patterns and habits so that we can anticipate outcomes and be better prepared for them. Well, if you 
have been living through lizard brain, man, your internal narrative, your internal narrative is all about fear, scarcity, and like isolation and survive. And if you want to have an internal narrative around thrive and like connection and meaning and, and beauty and strength, you have to, you have to be your internal narrative. And the only way to be your internal narrative is to be your external narrative because you're not always going to get it from the people around you. And you have to forge this into your mind because your brain will form new neural pathways. So there's new patterns and habits that'll happen. And this re-energized style of internal narrative, you're you're going to find yourself just standing in an elevator one day being like, uh-uh, nope, that's not real. Because some random intrusive thought showed up and you have to be able to get into your head and kick it out. Because your emotions are constantly trying to give you feedback. While at the same time, your memory and your lizard brain are trying to remind you not to get too comfortable. And when those two actions are not balanced, when there's not a balance between reality and perceived experience, when there's not a balance there, uh, man, your disintegrating behaviors go up. You are ripping yourself apart at the seams, trying to get at a solution. And the integrating behaviors are things that reconnect you with re yourself and your reality and the thing that is around you. So you're not living in some fantasy world anymore. So when you have these problems that are ahead of you and, and emotions start to kick up, like you got a ton of anger, you got a ton of sadness that translates right back to anger. Maybe uh, you, you are just feeling a ton of lust right now. Maybe you're feeling a ton of um, anxiety right now. Whatever it is, take a break, take a step back and allow yourself to show up strategically and intentionally rather than being hijacked by a lizard brain, simplifying the problem just so you can get through it, just so you can survive and make a decision about who you're going to be in the future.